Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Autism, as you know, uh, has absolutely exploded into prominence and over the last, what, 20, 25, 30 years maybe? Um, chances are you know someone um, with autism or a family with uh, children with autism. Uh, it has become extremely commonplace, but, you know, uh, as it's just emerging and continuing to, to become part of everyday life for just about all of us, um, we're still learning a lot. There's a lot for us to learn. For families, there's far more questions than answers still at this point in time. So uh, this is an interesting discussion. Joining us now is Grant Bruno. Um, Grant is working towards a PhD at the University of Alberta and looking into life for First Nations families with kids with autism. Grant, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Shay. Am, uh, am I your first official guest? Well, you know what? This is kind of a technical question, Grant. You are my first <laughs> official guest overall, but the show doesn't go province-wide until 9.30. Calgary does their own thing until 9.30. So the first province-wide guest will be the Premier. But yes, indeed, you are the first official guest. Well, it's still an honor. Thank you, Shane. Good morning. <laughs> well, thank you very much for joining us. This is a really interesting topic. I mean, um, let's just talk a bit about some of the differences because, you know, autism has become so so prominent and there's so many different programs that are in place and things like that and, you know, uh, studies and all this information out there. What's the difference between um, people living in the city and people living on First Nations and, and, and how that sort of that break is and some of the issues they face? Yeah, so the medical model actually defines autism spectrum disorder, or ASD, um, as difficulties with communication, social deficits, as well as restricted, repetitive behaviors and interests. And actually, so the prevalence of ASD in First Nations communities is currently unknown, and there is minimal academic literature on the lived experience related to ASD in Indigenous cultural and community context. I guess the main difference would be is that in our communities, we would actually define autism differently. So using more of a Cree lens, um, the Cree word for autism is pitotem. Hopefully I'm uh, pronouncing that right. Okay. So all my Cree, Cree language speakers out there, I apologize in advance. Um, but it actually translates as he or she thinks differently. And the key difference there is that <clears throat> um, essentially the medical model has a deficit or disorder type of orientation towards autism. Mm -hmm. And our communities, they're just different. They're not any worse or any okay. better. Um, sometimes you can actually, sometimes they're actually uh, known as more gifted because they just see the world differently and they bring a, a very different perspective to things. Um, in terms of, you know, sort of living life as a family with autistic children, um, what, what's that like for, for people living in First Nations? So I'm a father. I have four children. Mm -hmm. uh, two of my boys are actually on the spectrum. Okay. And one thing I've noticed is that when I used to live on reserve, um, my access to supports and services was severely limited because I had an on-reserve address. And one thing I'm learning through some of the community engagement work I've been doing, this is kind of pre-PhD research, but is that um, a lot of these families, they have to leave the reserve to access those services. Now, it is getting better with things such as Jordan's principal funding. Um, now I understand FSCD, which is a provincial type funding, can actually be accessed on reserve. 
Right. But the other types of supports, like um, getting people together, uh, autistic people together in a in a, a community type of initiative, is quite the challenge. Um, so, so what? T- tell us exactly what your work is focused on, and and what you're hoping to do with it. So, for my PhD research, um, there's actually a few different objectives. So, my first objective is to do like a scoping review of all the research that is currently explored First Nations or Indigenous experience with ASD. And from what I can tell, it's very limited, hmm. and even more limited in the fact that no Indigenous person is actually, um, which I am, I'm from the community, has actually conducted this type of research. And then from there, we want to use a strength-based decolonizing approach that is actually rooted in community-based participatory, participatory research methods to really meaningfully engage the community. So with my research, I want to make sure that the, the research is not just community-based, but community-led. And so all of my decisions for the type of data I want to collect, even around the data collection techniques, will all be community-driven. And then from there, I really want to engage with autism-focused healthcare providers, as well as the different supports who work with autistic individuals within the community. And then hopefully I can, after that, work with the families and talk to them and gather their perspectives on their experiences of autism um, within, within Muscogee's. You know, I imagine um, some of the issues uh, regarding um, access to services and things like that are other, you know, we've, we've seen them applied in other areas, especially around healthcare and things like that, just distance, right? I mean, that has to be a major factor. You're not in the cities where the programs typically are. Yes. So I've been through the diagnostic process twice. The first time was through cameras, and cameras is about 45 minutes from Muscogee's, where I was living at the time. Mm-hmm. And transportation, and I know this from previous studies, is one of the main challenges I find for accessing health care. Um, not only around disabilities, but also with you know maternal health, with uh, any type of health-oriented type of um, issue you have, transportation is key, and it needs to be addressed I think really uh, uh, proactively, and in some ways, so in Muscogee, they have Muscogee um, Health Services, and they provide some transportation, right. but even then, it could still have its challenges, not only around the vehicle, but around infrastructure as well. Our roads in the spring or when it rains are not the greatest, so even getting a vehicle could be one challenge, but then getting the vehicle to and from is another challenge. Physical access is one thing. What about just the access to information? Is, there, is that being received in the community as well as it should be? That's another big question, and something else I want to address um, with my research is I want to develop some educational resources and maybe develop an awareness campaign around autism. And so, I, as I understand it, there's not enough awareness, right? Um, leadership down. And so, I want to do more of a grassroots type of approach, but also informing, you know, the educators as well as, you know, outside communities of what autism may look like in our communities, too. Um, ultimately, uh you know, it, it's it's something that I think, you know, the need is is obvious and you can see how it would be beneficial. How do you go about taking what you're doing now just at the beginning, uh, developing it and, and, and getting it in place? Um, it, it's a long way to go. No, for sure. And that's why I think there's such a huge emphasis on the community engagement portion. Mm-hmm. And so I'm only in my first year of my PhD. And so from what I can understand and from the work that's been done in the, and what I've, I've been a part of in the past is that when you have, when you want to do true, meaningful community work, you got to really make sure that the community is leading it. And it does take time. It takes resources. It takes a lot of different types of supports. And so um, what I really want to do in the community is develop a community advisory committee okay. that will guide the questions 
And so they'll be able to give me perspectives that I'm not even kind of thinking about. And I have the experience of being a caregiver to two autistic uh, children, but I may be missing things and they can provide those kind of gaps in my own knowledge. Yeah, but that lived experience is something that needs to be part of this discussion. There's no doubt about it. Yes, and that's one thing that um, I'm actually really, the only reason I actually pursued a PhD was because of my children. Yeah. And because I noticed that there was minimal academic literature in this area, and so I knew I could use my research skills that I developed during my master's program to to give something back to the community, not only Muscogee's, but maybe even uh, province-wide. I also sit on the uh, Autism Alberta Strategic Planning Committee, and so I can take the knowledge from my research and my experiences to them and provide a better understanding of autism in First Nations communities, and then hopefully we can even take this nationally in some way. I'm not really, I don't know about the details around that, though. Yeah, but but, but you're right. I mean, the work that you're doing now, um, if it proves successful, there's no doubt it can apply not only province-wide, but probably right across the country and beyond even. if it, I mean, it's a need that I'm sure is not unique to Musquatchies. I'm sure it applies much broader than that. Yeah, the way I see it is, I think the most initial benefits will be within Musquatchies. Yep. But then as we move forward, I can start engaging with other individuals or communities across Alberta and then maybe across Canada. Interesting work. I appreciate you spending some time telling us about it this morning. Grant, thanks very much. Yes, thank you, sir. That's Grant Bruno, who is a PhD candidate at the University of Alberta, doing some work into um, First Nations families with uh, children with autism and, and, and some of the barriers they face to accessing uh, services that are much easier to access if you're living in the city. And I think that's a constant struggle, uh, making sure the accesses get to the people that, or the services rather, uh, get to the people that need them. So we'll follow his work closely and, and see where it leads. An interesting discussion.